All right, welcome everybody to another episode of 21 Going On 77. I'm the vet of the group. Uh, I'm young to white, not really young, but my my ad is at 517-2214. Joined again the for another week with the, the, the young prodigy, the brains behind the operation, SJ at SJ Basketball number eight. And we got another uh, guest host this week. You know, somebody I've really, really, frankly, since we started this joint, I wanted to get on here. We are joined by Miss Jazz, my favorite. Y'all know her on the on the timeline as Jazz. I don't want to butcher your at. Give me, give me your at real quick. <laughs> so my at is Scammer Sultan. It's so random but yeah that's what my at name is but yeah i'm happy to be on yes yes uh, i believe you were formerly known as at black gay girl um yes and the feds yeah the feds came for us but we, we uh i think all of us know how that, that how that works in this space now right based on recent interactions so guys we'll get into it um i'll get get y'all started um you know we, we usually start general, then we get back to our math. So we, I guess we'll continue that party, uh, continue that same format. Um, what y'all think? What y'all see around the league? You know, what, what did y'all see last week? What surprised you? What disappointed you? Um, SJ, you, uh, you go first. Well, hmm, around the league for the past week, I thought there were some interesting games. Uh, I want to talk. I, Every week I say I'm not going to talk about them, but I end up talking about them because I love their team, but the Cavs, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a Cavs fan. I, I think I might be a Cavs fan at this point. Um, I've watched pretty much, they're my second most watched team, like outside of the Mavs. I've watched pretty much all, all of their games, but I like them, man. I don't know. They, Evan Mobley, I think we're seeing something real special Last night he played against the Celtics and they came back down 19 to win the game. And Evan Mobley, man, he's like on offense, defense. He's he's that guy. He he's really that guy. And I like Garland too. Um, that's a nice young duo. I think um I think the Cavs are set up really nicely. And then Ricky Rubio, man, he's a great one of the best floor raisers in the NBA. And he just knows how to elevate a team like even if like they're not gonna go to the championship or anything like that but they're no scrubs so I don't know I like the Cavs a lot and on the other side the Celtics they kind of (laughs) stink like no offense but they they're not good and I know Jalen Brown is out but that's no excuse like you have Tatum who you know people have said this is a top 10 player and all that and I mean, I don't know. He, he's looking mighty fraudulent, you know, to, to, to start the season. And I know Tatum does this every year. And it's like, oh, yeah, he always starts off slow. And then in January, he, you know, he goes off. But, like, your team needs you. <laughs> like, your team needs you. Like, they're struggling. So you can't really, like, just be coasting and shooting like me. Like, you have to kind of step up and um, help your team out. Because I, I think they're below 500 at this point. So, um. They're, they're, they've been very disappointing to me. And finally, the last team I want to talk about is the Bucks, because um, 
well, two teams. I have two more teams. The Bucks because they they've just been injured, and I thought they'd be at the you know the top of the East, but like their injuries is something vicious, man. Thanasis was starting games, man. He was starting yeah. games. Yeah. Like it's been rough. George Hill was starting for a little bit. Like it's it's just nasty over there. So I hope they can get healthy real quick. Um, and I guess it's safe to say Giannis is like MVP, you know, campaign that's dead in the water. So um, hopefully they could get healthy because I feel like hoops would be better if the Bucks were like healthy and dominating. And finally, the last thing I want to talk about is my hometown team, the Knicks. Man, they are not good. Like they are not good. Like I, I knew they were gonna have regression, and I'm gonna call you out, Dwight, because you said oh my gosh. Yeah, you said <laughs> oh I, I have gosh. the tape. I have receipts. You said oh. it'd be a top six seed. And I had oh, them in no. the plane. Yeah, I had them in a the plane because I, I thought they would regress. And you said, nah, they got better. They did this. They did that. And you're right. But the pieces like that, Kemba and Fournier in the backcourt, they cannot defend anything. <laughs> like that yeah. first unit can't defend anything. Randall was an empty gym merchant. No offense, but um, <laughs> he benefited from no fans. And honestly, this was a point I've been meaning to make, but that eight months off that the teams that didn't go to the bubble, like those poverty teams, so like the Hawks and the Knicks, I feel like they benefited from that like eight months off because that was just eight months of training, like Julius Randle, RJ Barrett, like they put in the work during that eight, eight months, but now the league kind of caught up. Like you had that year to surprise folks. Now it's all about sustaining and they are not, they're just not there yet. They're not of that caliber player. So I don't know, man, they're a, they're a playing team to me. So we'll, we'll just have to see if they could turn it around. But yeah, those are my teams. Uh, what about you, Jazz? So um, the team that I have been following that's not mass related, only because my girlfriend is a fan of this team, is the Golden State Warriors. Oh, um, <laughs> I... <laughs> No, like you have no idea how many times I have to hear Steph is the greatest shooter of all time. We are going to the finals this year. And it's like, okay, looking at how things look now, I'm like, okay, maybe y'all might be like a top six seed. Um, but the Warriors just look really, really good right now. Um, I don't think I was expecting them to look this good um, because, you know, on paper, it's like, okay, yeah, this is this is a good team. They have the pieces and everything. But like adding Bielitsa, um Kaminga's been balling a little bit you know the few minutes that he gets he looks really nice but the Warriors are just firing on all stops right now and I'm a little worried <laughs> not gonna yeah. lie but um they look really nice I'm, I'm, and I, I heard a rumor that Clay is might come back in December which is incredibly interesting to me um because I'm really curious to see how he fits on this team now now since you know Wiggins is kind of picking up a little bit of the slack and really supporting stuff. Um, but I think it'll work out. I think, you know, we, maybe we owe Steve Kerr an apology. I had never said anything negative about Steve <laughs> Kerr, but um, yeah, the Warriors look really, really good right now. Um, a team that I am disappointed in, not really disappointed, but I just mostly like, um, I don't know, basking in their miserable, I don't, they're just miserable right now. Um, the Hawks. 
<laughs> yes. Yep. yes. It, has, it has been the funniest thing ever to see Hawk's Twitter saying, get Trey help. And it's like, no, 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 no. You don't get to do that. Absolutely <laughs> well, not. Not, not at all. all went to the Eastern Conference Finals. You don't get to say, get Trey help when you've literally brought back the same team. You're it, right. It just, yeah. it, something's up. I don't know. And I know Trey is like pouting. And like every time I hear his comments about the officiating, I just, I don't know. I, I feel this joy inside of me. Um, <laughs> but before I have Hawks Twitter on my head or whatever, I'm very disappointed in the Hawks. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I guess I always thought that Trey was kind of unlikable, but now this just like really solidifies that as like, oh, he's going to be a villain in this league for a very long time. And naturally, Nate McMillan is going to Nate McMillan. So uh, I'm not yeah. sure how much longer he is going to be with the Hawks. But I think they could benefit from a better coach, obviously. Yeah, I I, I mean, I haven't went in on Hawks Twitter too much because I never was a part of the, uh, like, the back and forth. Because I like Trey because I like a proper villain. Like, I like villains, but... I like I like when villains are villains. Trey kind of is whining and like they're cheating me. It's like, come on, fam. Like, yeah. Like, 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 stand on it. That that actually has bothered me about him. And I hope they get it together. I, I do think, I think the talent went out. I just don't think they're not going to be a top four seed in the the East this year. And they're probably mm-hmm. not. They're probably not getting close to the Eastern Conference Finals. It's the mentality yeah. too. Um, like his quotes that came out, like like you guys said, in addition to like the whining about calls, like he said the Eastern or the regular season is boring. Like oh first my of all, wait, he said that so like yeah, yeah, he said that a few weeks yeah. ago, and I'm yeah. like Trey, Trey. First of all, y'all did not win anything. Like yes, the Eastern Conference Finals is impressive, but you did not win anything. Like you were still a loser. Like you know the only. Right. Every team was a loser except for the Bucks. Everyone else were were losers. So um, to hear you say that the regular season is boring, that's that's just a bit mind boggling. Given the fact that one, you've just been an All Star one time. No other, accol- <laughs> you know, no other accolades to your name. Accolades are built in the regular season at the end of the day as well. So yes, playoffs are the end all be all, but the regular season matters. So to hear him say, "Oh, it's boring. It's hard to find motivation." You're four and nine, so motivation <laughs> better come quick. <laughs> it better come quick. Yeah, and, and to me, the thing that's interesting to me is, like, outside of Capella, and, you know, I like Capella, but what does Capella really want? Like, who's who's the dude in the locker room that's like, hey, we need to get this right. We need to do this to get this right. Lemon pepper Lou. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, I like Lemon Pepper, but I, as an OG, I don't, like, what did what Lemon Pepper Lou got on his mantle to where dudes is going to be like, yeah, okay, I'm going to listen to you. You you made a bunch of deep runs, but who knows? I, I don't know. I just, I, I think that's someone really, really good, a team to be disappointed because I, I don't see where the slide is, like, how they're correcting the slide. Um, my team, I guess... I'm really, really excited about. I'm cheating because I'm I'm using them again, but they keep winning. Is the Wizards? Like I thought mm-hmm. they'd be good, but they're mm-hmm. starting to surpass my expectations. 
Like I yes. was thinking top five, six seed in the East, you know, very competitive team, but it's like, I think they got, I think they're number one seed in the East right now. Yep. And yep. the way they're playing is sustainable. Like they have depth. They're even somewhat playing defense and it's not the, it's not even really the Bradley Bill show like that. Like it, he, I don't even think he's played that well and they're still winning. So it's like, he's eventually going to turn it on. He's eventually going to be Brad Bill. So it's like, I don't know. They, they've, they really shocked me with how sustainable their successes look and just do they, we said it, I think in our season preview, they have what nine dudes that can play. Like legitimately nine dudes. There is no, there's no even Sterling Brown in a rotation. Like it's straight up. Everybody's a competent basketball, NBA basketball player. And Sterling Brown doesn't even stink like that. It's just everyone in the rotation and, are you sure about that? He, he he's on my list. We'll touch on it, but I'm like saying, like, they they just, everyone is better. Everyone they play is considerably better than hell. Like, yeah. And that's, it's just telling when you watch them basically can pull like hockey substitutions and take five out, put five in, and like all them dudes they put in are good. So, shout out to them. Um, I, my team I'm disappointed in is because my guy's still balling, but I don't know how they just can't play defense anymore. Dylan Brooks is that guy, but I didn't know he was that guy mm. like that. Man, my Memphis Grizzlies, I love Ja. Uh, I'm a, I consider myself a Ja stand. I, I proclaimed him, you know, right below Luke and Trey, and he, I was looking like a genius, but hey, man, you got to win. You can't just be looting in a riot. And um, they fell below 500, and I know they're – they weren't projected. I think their over-under for the season was to be about a 500 or slightly below 500 team, but I don't know, man. You can't glow up and start losing. Like, it's that unicorn's fault. That unicorn in Memphis is fraudulent. I'm sorry. Dude, dude, somebody's, it is not Jaw. It's not Jaw. Somebody That's on really the timeline. Fraudulent. Somebody on timeline called him Black Porzingis like a while ago, and I was like, nah, you ain't about to hit my man with them charges. I don't no, know he if he, he, he ain't beat him. No, he, he definitely beat them, is. He ain't beat them charges at all. In he fact, not. He, he scored four points yesterday. No, two. Two points. <laughs> he had two points in like 30 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> like, come on. Ja had like 22. And Ja, you know, when he loses, he comes on Twitter and tweets, tweets like a Latina. So he's talking about, I need to do more. I need to do more. And then I'm like, Jaron Jackson Jr. needs to do more. He's you, been yeah. he's been bad. Like they to me, they made moves to yeah. facilitate Jaron taking a leap. And he he had like maybe two good games. Like yeah. and he's played pretty much all of them. Like he's been he's he presents the exact same problems as Porzingis. Like he's he, he's not scoring in the post. He's he can't rebound at least Porzingis could grab more boards but Jaron Jackson he cannot rebound he's a foul merchant and like I I'm not a it's I don't know I was a fan but I don't know man he's I know he's not beating those those fraudulent charges he's not no he's been indicted yeah like the, the trial yeah. the trial <laughs> the trial starts in about two months because yeah he, he's been indicted with those, with yeah. those charges we're going to the grand jury yeah he will be tried for his crimes. Right, right. Because he, <laughs> yeah, he, he's been looking bad. And I think that's something I always, to me, I know he's young. I think he's Luca's age. He's like 22. Yeah. 
man, once you get that, once you are no longer on a rookie contract, I am judging you with the harshest of standard. Like that goes for anybody. Jaron Jackson, yep. our own favorite Slovenian. Like once that bag come in, hey, bro, you <laughs> you are no your value. No, I don't care if you were somehow seventeen. If you making thirty m's, I'm judging you under a more critical eye. And yeah, yeah, JJ is my guy. I'm always root for a dude from Michigan, but yeah, he uh he wilding, he wilding, he got to tighten up. Um. Moving on to our, I guess, the, the, the thing that brought us all together, our Dallas Mavericks. Um, I guess we can, Jazz, we can start with you from last week. What'd you think? How you feel about how we, how we look last week? So um, completely ignoring that one game where we got completely slaughtered. Um, <laughs> um, the, against the Bulls, um, I was just, I don't know, Luca just had such a bad game and, um, I, I'm, I'm really starting to lose my patience with these slow starts to the season. Um, and, you know, I saw on, you know, Matt's Twitter where I think someone tweeted like, you know, maybe Luca needs to figure out the healthy balance of like spending time at home in Slovenia, but also um, spending time here where maybe he can train more, uh, maybe, I don't know, just something. And I'm starting to agree with that. Um, he's just, it's like this team is so dependent upon him. And when he comes out looking like a sweaty slab of meat every, you know, the start of every season yeah. where he can't, you know, he can't dribble by guys. Um, he looks exhausted by, by, by halftime. I'm so tired of it. Like, your rookie contract is up. You about to be like one of the highest paid dudes in the league. It's time to get your shit together. It, it's time to get it together. Um, but the Spurs game, I absolutely love that. KP had two really good games against the Bulls and the Spurs. And um, I was actually very happy with how Kid kind of tinkered with the lineups in the Spurs game. Um, I was surprised to see KP kind of play like the entire fourth quarter, it felt like. Um, yeah. But he did, he did so good. I mean... That was like the first time I've seen the emergence of KP bubble, like since the bubble. Or yeah, like it, it was just, it was, it was incredible. His cuts that he was making, you know, the threes that he was shooting up. Um, he wasn't overthinking whenever he got post-ups and things like that. So he just, it was automatic. It wasn't robotic or anything like that. So if we can, if KP can string up a couple of games like that, I'm not too worried about this, this, you know, these next couple of games that we have. Hmm. Well, yeah, you make good points, especially with the, um, the Luca thing. Like I have, like, I know a lot of people within the fan base, they like kind of baby him because like, they feel like, Oh, he does so much, you know, he can get cut some slack every once in a while. And I agree with that, especially the last season, because you knew, you knew that if, like Luca's bad games are very few and far between. So like if mm -hmm. he had a bad game, you know, the next he's not gonna have like a bad game for like maybe like two months. So I was right. okay with cutting him slack in that regard because his bad games didn't come too often. But this season, right. I mean now it's 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 balancing out more. He's been having better games. But this season, like he's had a lot of bad games, like a lot of bad games. So it's like no, I can't yeah. cut him some slack. You know, no, he has to he has to step up, you know, that Bulls game. And I had a point that 
I didn't want to tweet because it will get in the wrong hands <laughs> and I did not <laughs> I no really like I have a lot of um like non-mavs like mutuals and they like if they quote it like all the Luca haters are gonna come in and I, I didn't want that to happen so I I wanted to save it for here but it happened a lot in the Bulls game but Luca sometimes I please don't take this the wrong way because I'll explain but I just hate the way he plays sometimes meaning that um no I agree yeah like it bogs down the offense sometimes and it happened a lot in that Bulls game where he and it happened in the first I think the first quarter of the Spurs game then he like started playing different and it was fine but like he does this like all the mismatch hunting like that bogs mm-hmm. down an offense like I get obviously taking advantage of mismatches but trying to do that on every single possession against a set defense especially when you're right. not in shape and not playing your best ball to me, that's not good ball. That's why his plus minus is a disaster. That's why it's a disaster because because yep. of that style. Brunson comes in and Brunson, like he's you know taking his guys off the dribble. He's playing at a faster pace um, against um, defenses that aren't set, which leads to easier buckets. So that's why like I test Brunson looks better on offense. Granted, like I said, he's he got better. Like in that first game, it was much more seamless and everything. But he just, he has to stop that. I, he, he really has to stop that. Like this slow pace on every single possession, that's not sustainable. It's not, especially when you're not in shape playing against a set defense like that. Like that's not sustainable. Right. So I'll um, just I'll yeah, dribble the ball for 10 seconds. It's, yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> and then take a bad shot because like, you can't get by anyone. Yeah. You, you're going to have plenty of time to do that in the playoffs, my guy. Like do, exactly. pull, that, pull, pull that out then. Not right now. Exactly. Right. So I that that just annoys me a bit, and I wish, like I said, he's gonna he's twenty two, so he'll learn, he'll he'll learn and grow and all that. But that that has to stop. That needs to be cut down significantly. And two, like you said, Porzingis, he's been he's been balling. That Spurs game was fantastic. Like he looked, him and Luca, they looked mm-hmm. great. Like they played off each other line. That's one thing I really wanted to see. That two man game, like a lot of duos, especially um duos that like don't play the same position they have two you know a nice two-man game like Murray and um Jokic is one that comes to mind you know point guard center duo and they play off each other well and I know it helps a lot because um Jokic like is a phenomenal passer so he can handle the ball they can run like inverted pick and rolls and stuff and I would not want to see an inverted pick and roll with KP (laughs) as the uh, ball handler no I don't want to see that but there there's nice little wrinkles that they have like kp he he's so big and he moves off the ball well so i want to see him do that more like cut cut to the basket you don't have to stand you know behind the three point line or yeah and um get deep positioning in the post and his i don't know if everyone listens to them but every time if kp plays well please listen to his post game interview his post game interviews are hilarious. Like yeah, they are. <laughs> he, like there, he says like he says exactly what he wants to say, but in a way that you, if you don't pay attention, you won't really get what he's trying to say. And I mean, like in the post game interview, like he was saying that um, because he was getting the ball so much, it made him fight harder for um for post position post positioning. <laughs> <laughs> like, and that's that's granted I'm not I'm not even blaming him for saying that because that's true of any big like you notice it like if they 
get the ball if they know they're gonna get the ball they might defend harder get deeper post positioning right. and stuff like that but it's like it's clear at this point that he if he's not involved at all for positions it's not gonna go well so at this right. point, it's not gonna be a if, good game exactly so at this point if he's in the lineup no matter I mean no matter what the results are to get that kind of energy out of him, you just have to give him the ball. And I mean, they did that, like to start the game, he wasn't great. He was taking um, like contested middies, like in the post over like Keldon Johnson and mm-hmm. stuff. And I was like, in my head, I was like, KP, please don't do this for the rest of the game. I'm like, you, these guys are small. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you can like do something else. And he did other things. So I was really happy with his performance. No complaints from me. He was, altering shots, doing all that. So no complaints for me. Now the real test is, you know, doing this against great teams. Cause like you said, we got slaughtered by the bulls and that's frustrating because one, the bulls are the kind of team I know we lose to. Like they just have a lot of guys. We don't have the personnel to like slow down, like slow down all the talent they had. So I knew that was probably right. going to be an L, but we have to start being competitive, like in these games, like, you can't be getting blown out by good teams. Like, that's no matter how you slice it, like, that's not great. And people say, oh, you're overreacting. There's only been this amount of games, this amount of games. No, like, that's to me, you face competition and you lose by double, digit, double digits in all of them. That's not, that's not, no matter how you try to slice that, that's right. That's just yeah. not great. So and I'm looking, keeping it tall, yeah. that we lost by 10. That was a larger than 10 point loss. Way larger. That's what I'm saying. Like, it was, we, thank you for trying to save the point differential at the end, but right. that was not a close game. It was right. not. So I'm really looking forward to seeing this week. I know we play pretty much tough opponents the whole time. We play the Nuggets on Monday, yeah. two against the Suns, and I think two against the Clippers. So if, if we're still losing, like, I, at this point, I'm not even tripping over the L's it's just how we lose like if we're competitive and lose by like one or two possessions in these you know upcoming stretch I won't be too mad at it but if we're getting blown out still then something has to give because that's just not that's just not it like we have to start looking competitive because people we're getting dogged on by like national media like um Christy on the timeline she pointed it out like national media they like if you listen to them yeah they they're not buying us like they're calling us all types of frauds <laughs> and all that and you can't even say it like like they're lying because if you look at it or point differential is in the gutter and that's a good granted it's a small sample size but still that's a good indicator of how good a team really is and right now it says that we're frauds so i would i would like that to change i would really like that to change yeah it um the thing that really really has i don't know even in in the midst of that chicago game because let's be honest we essentially blew out memphis we definitely blew out uh san antonio like that game was actually more of a bigger blowout than 16 points oh yeah so with chicago i think the thing that killed me is whenever i watch good teams they don't let the obvious thing beat them over and over again and like demar DeRozan has been great but he did everything in his power to keep us in that game and we we mm-hmm. still got blown out <laughs> like yeah he, like that's and because they just could they kept losing lonzo ball 
And they Luca would, kept losing Alonzo yeah. Ball. Let's I mean, I, I, you know what? Uh, I want to. I'm happy you brought it up because his on-man defense, like he's objectively good at it now. Like, I don't, I don't get stressed when I see him on the post, even when I see him in space. But boy, if his man cuts or moves off the ball, you got to pray for us because he just he falls asleep a lot. <laughs> I think that he they put him in the corner. Like I am, and I get it. Like there's not too much because you don't want him in space the whole game. So you put him in the corner on the corner shooter. But that he's like he's thinking about the ball. Like he's thinking about grabbing Mm -hmm. a rebound and getting back in offense. So he's drifting towards the rim, and then the ball swings to the corner, and then he's like, "Oh shit, I'm supposed to be guarding someone." He tries (laughs) to close out, and that's the open three. Like he gives up about. 15 points off like open threes to, yes. to the opponent. Yeah. 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 And that, that's something that rubs me the wrong way because that, I don't care. Like, you know, Dorian and the, the others were building brick houses that game. And it's like between Luca not playing defense and Luca also just not playing well that game. It's just, hey, bro, like to me, that was the thing that bothered me the most about that game because I feel like if Luca. If Luca plays better, I think that game has a chance to be competitive, right? Yeah. And yeah. I feel like it got out of hand because every time, you know, you remember Brunson came in, Brunson and KP got it to like a six point game. Yeah. Luca, yep. Luca got in the game and turned the ball and it was, twice. Yeah. And then he bricked the, he bricked the shot. And then I think he, uh, he lost his man. And that was it. That was the game. And I was like, dog, I, I you know, I was watching it with my dad, and I had other stuff going on, so I didn't go in the way I wanted to on the timeline. But I'm like, hey, no, Luca lost that game. He he directly and personally yeah. let it get out of hand, and um, that that's the thing that bothers me. Y'all have kind of already touched on it with like, I just need him to play better because it's so weird because we watch him so much. I could just see the way his legs look when he shoots. Oh, we got a good Luca tonight. Because when we played San Antonio from his first jumper, I was like, "Oh, we got a good Luca tonight." He his legs look good when he shoots. Like it's just weird how you can tell right away what he's gonna give you. And I don't know if it's being out of shape. I don't know if he's tired. I can't call it. But you know, the Bulls game and the Spurs game were forty-eight hours apart. He shouldn't look that different, in my opinion. Yeah. Right. Like it shouldn't be that drastic of a performance. Uh, increase and I know the Bulls play better defense, but not they don't play that much better. They, you know, I, you could make a damn good argument that the Spurs have better wing defenders than than the Bulls currently do. I, I just don't think he brought it. I don't. And low key, KP actually bought a little bit in that Bulls game. It was like I said, him and Brunson kind of got us back in the game, and uh, I know he. You know, looted in a ride a little bit, got a lot of points when the game was out of hand, but hell, at least he was trying and it, he wasn't doing as much stupid yeah. stuff as, uh, and what I refer to as stupid stuff is post touches. He's fading away against small dudes, like either rise and fire or floor the ball in a dribble or two and get to the rim. Anything else makes, makes me nervous. It kind of, frankly, it's probably, probably a wasted possession, but. I think we have to, based on what SJ said about his uh, post-game quotes, because, man, I laughed out loud when I read them. I think if we're going to be (laughs) 
Seriously, it, I literally like because he was so happy and like he was so happy. <laughs> it was like after the Hawks game. Yes, yeah, he, he was, was so happy. happy when he said it. Like it was pure joy. He was smiling, grinning ear. He's like, "This is what I always envisioned. This is I'll play hard every night if you guys do this." And it's just like this man is flat out telling y'all, like, if you're gonna be in the KP business, dog, y'all gotta give me my touches. If y'all gonna, if I'm gonna play defense, if I'm gonna be selling my man. And um, which makes sense. You gotta, it's, uh, you know, I've been saying it for a while. If you play basketball, you play with bigs that rebound and play defense. Like you have kind of ones that think they have you offense. Gotta feed them. Yeah, if mm-hmm. they think they have a bag, you have to cater to their ego. And until until you do that, they're not gonna do all the other little stuff. And he's doing it, and I'm happy, but I'm still kind of nervous because. Like, yeah, we can do that when we're blowing out bad teams, but against really, really good teams and every possessions matter, every possession matters. We can't throw away three to four possessions a game because he wanna try to be Dirk. Yeah. So Yeah, I mean I'm just like I said, I'm excited to see this upcoming week. Um and I just I just hope we can be competitive because if not, oh my goodness, it's going to be a, a bloodbath on Mavs Twitter between people complaining about people overreacting to people, you know, like just it's it's gonna be a mess. So I, I just hope they can um you know put together some competitive games because I like games like I like the blowout like wins, especially when we're the one um like when we're blowing out someone, but I like a good, you know, competitive game. Like that Boston game was you know, probably stressful, but it was it was a great game. You know, um, the Spurs games before the blowouts, very competitive, but they were good games. So I I would like to see good games. And if you have to, if there has to be a blowout, please be the ones doing the blowing out. <laughs> so you, yeah, you, you know what? I actually, uh, I think we're gonna blow out Denver because they're on the second night of a back to back. You sure about that? I, I mean, I would hope. I, I, I would hope they think... have shame. Well, no, I think because we did it, like we did it to them last year, and I think it's gonna happen again. I think because Denver, who they play tonight, is it Utah? I forget whoever they play, but like they have to come play us, and it's not just that they're on a back to back; it's that we haven't played since Friday, and that's actually was, in my opinion, the conditions for why we look so bad. We had to play a back to back in altitude, and they were sitting at the crib for a couple of days. So I don't think we're going to beat them by 50 or anything of that nature, but I think it's a pretty convincing win. If that, if the Mavs lose tomorrow or if they, you know, Luke has to save the day again, I'll, I'll be disappointed. I mean, I hope they have shame because we got, <laughs> no, really, we got, like, that was our worst loss of the season. Yeah. We scored like 75 points. Yeah. So I would hope that they remember that and say, hey, how about we, um, go in and you know show them that shit really isn't sweet especially yeah. given the fact that i think mpj might still be out no murray so and granted they're playing good ball they you know it's not like they're a bad team they're not a bad team and Jokic he didn't even turn up the last time so mm-hmm. Jokic probably thinking hmm let me get my game off no we yeah. need to we need oh, to have some shame exactly yeah i think uh just you know being um picking what I can about the team psychology from post-game interviews. I remember last year when they got the brakes beat off of them in Utah twice, 
Like, I remember Dorian being like, yeah, we talked about it. We can't let that happen again. So exactly. I'm hoping they keep, like you said, they keep that energy. Because they, I mean, that was, like, to me, even the Hawks game and the Bulls game, like, to me, and I forget the our, their other laws, those were competitive games, like, for about half the game, even yeah. into the third quarter. That damn Denver game it was just a deluge. It just was like, what are we doing? What are we doing? It was doing? done in the second quarter, for yeah, sure. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. pretty much. And um, I think they'll get it together. But um, that's it I got for the, the past week. Um, what are you guys thought? We already started with the Denver game. How we? I think we got Denver Suns-Suns. How y'all feeling about that? Oh, them Suns games, I don't know, man. We we just can't beat the Suns. Like, even when they stunk, we can yeah. beat them. So yeah. now that they're, um like, good, I don't know. Like, they just – they're a team that it seems like we can't – we probably won't be able to, like, handle them. So, um, I don't know. I I'm, I don't have good feelings about the Suns game. I think we might lose, actually, both of them. <laughs> now, the Suns are good. They're, they actually were my – um. Third most watched team last year, um, other than the Mavs and Nuggets. Like, oh, I watched a lot of Suns game games because I don't know. I like their teams, and nah, they're good. They're good. Booker, um, he's still not even like he's not even playing like great, like you know, to yeah. book standards. And even Chris Paul, like he took a backseat scoring the ball. He's leading the league in assists, I believe. So he's like still doing you know Chris Paul things, but he took a step back um, on scoring. But the others have like stepped up. Mikhail is is playing really well. Aiton, I that's a, another thing. I don't know. I know Aiton's injured right now. Um, mm-hmm. I so I don't know if he's gonna play. Um, he might just our look for him to come back. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. We yeah, we gonna catch right him at least that. once. We gonna catch yeah. him at least one of them. So um, but Aiton, I know it's it's a little um tricky with him there, and I follow. That's another thing. I I have a lot of sons like mutuals, so I'd be like kind of tapped in <laughs> into like their tea and stuff. And I, I apparently, you know, speaking from you know, sons Twitter, it's it's a lot of politics going on involved in involving like Aiton and like the offense. Like really? it's like yeah they say um and i've seen it too um and even in the post game pressers like it's very obvious that there's things going on um politics wise because like Aiden, he'd be cooking like in the first quarter like he he he'd have like let's say like 18 points on like six of six shooting and then they freeze him out in the second half like they legit like freeze him out don't give get him any touches and they think um like some fans think it's politics because one, they don't want him to get his bag. And two, it's um like Monty's offense. Like he doesn't want to play that way. And you hear in like the post, I remember, I forgot what game it was, but it was earlier in the season and they lost that game. This is when the Suns were still like struggling. And um, I think Aiden had like, he was cooking. Like he, he had like 15 points, like perfect shooting. And like he, like they just went away from him and they lost the game. And in the post-game presser, Monty was like, um, yeah, I felt like that first half, that wasn't us. <laughs> like, Aiden, what? Like, the, yeah, like Aiden, because he was, Aiden took like a three. He was like trying to do things off the dribble and it worked. But it, um, Monty was like, yeah, I felt like that wasn't us. <laughs> so, um, oh, Suns wow. fans, yeah, so Suns fans, they, they think like it's some real, like politics and that 
like Monty and like ownership maybe or whatever they're like holding Aiton back for some like unexplained reason so um yeah I mean it, like I said he I hope he doesn't play because he'd murder us um right. but <laughs> yeah but I mean granted Frank the Tank he's been stepping he had like 30 against the Blazers and I'm like Frank Kaminsky <laughs> like y'all like right. I'll Frank be honest that is shocking off? to me that is well, they like Frank amazing. Kaminsky get 30 career high I'm like come on Nurkic like let's uh, you know but um yeah I don't know we we just we cannot beat the Suns we just can't beat them for some reason so I don't feel great about those games but the Clippers games you know them boys do not like the Clippers so um I I think we I think we dropped one I think we dropped one to them but we definitely are taking one of those games I hope we take both but I don't know. The Clippers are still good. Like they're still. I figured they'd still be good, but at this point, they're like what seven and maybe three. I don't know. Um, their record maybe eight and three, but they they're still good. But Paul George, we 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 can take them. I think we can take them. Yeah, they're eight and four right now. Actually, yeah. eight and four. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think we I think we split with both good teams. It's mm-hmm. we're not we don't stink enough to me. If it was you know barring you know somebody get hurt obviously throw this out the window but I don't think both teams we're not better than them either of those teams like convincingly and they're not better than us convincingly um hell yeah I guess Aiden is questionable to play tonight so even if he does play when we play them I don't think he's gonna be back back so I think we split with the I think we split with both the uh, Clippers and Suns uh, if we don't, I'll panic. If we win both, I'll be happy. But it needs to. We really need to smack Denver. Like that. Tell that's going to be mm-hmm. telling to me. Uh, what happens with that? Even if you lose to Phoenix twice, you got to pop them, in my opinion. But I, I really want Maxi back for um, the Clippers games and the Suns games. Oh um, yeah. Only because, I mean, Maxie, he was cooking at the start of the season. He looked really good. Like, yeah. um, he he was probably the one Maverick, um, you know, that came from the offseason, like, actually in shape. And, like, yeah. Mac, yeah. you could tell, like, he looked better. You could tell he probably is, you know, completely over COVID. Yeah. Um, he didn't have, like, you know, last season, it just looked like Maxie just had perpetual, you know, sunken bags under his eyes. Like, he looked yeah. bad. <laughs> like, he had the suds. So um, it looks, I'm happy that he's healthy. And I just, I really want him back for those Clipper games because when they get that small ball lineup and you know what they do to KP, you know, they have, we've played them in, in both playoff series. Um, they have endless film on KP and everything. But I really think if we have Maxi back for those games, maybe that might put us at an advantage. And now since we have, you know, some shooters, hopefully their shots fall and Bullock and, um, and Timmy, because I know Timmy has been, Ooh, yeah, icy hot. Oh, he was yeah. awful in that Spurs game. Um, I think he was like 0 for 5 from 3. And like, yeah, he just no. seemed like he was pouting. It just wasn't. I was that's, just like, oh. Yeah, that's one thing about Timmy. Like, he's another one. Like, if he's not playing well, his body language is horrible. <laughs> like, yeah. he, like horrible. he just gets mad. And I don't think he's just mad at himself, you know, I feel like, because mm-hmm. he feels like, you know, he can play better. But, yeah, he he presses, too. Like, in that Spurs game, he was pressing because yeah. he wanted to see one go down. And, I I mean, at this point, I'm rocking with Timmy. Um, 
I feel like, you know, a couple of years ago, I'd have been so mad at how he's playing, you know, the up and down. But with Brunson, you know, taking a leap, it's right. to me, Tim doesn't have to have these like, you know, super hot games anymore because, you know, you have Brunson there to kind of pick up the slack. But I, I mean, I, I'm not worried about Tim. I, he's the kind of player like he's going to be streaky. So I'm not worried about him. Probably next game, he'll probably shoot like six or six or some some shit like that. So I'm not I'm not worried about Tim. But um, yeah. Dwight, you wanted to touch on um, our fellow podcasters, um, Bibbs and Reese. If you <laughs> watch their yeah. most yeah. recent oh, um, Outsiders episode, yeah. they do good work. They're so ready so, to talk about. So check it out. Yeah, so, but yeah, so, we got to touch on that. So yeah. I, I I did I because you guys, well, Jazz, you you stay here, right? Yeah. Your logo, okay. So. I, I'm just, this is going to be a long-winded story, but um, I moved to Dallas in 2008. Um, you know, the closest I lived before was about two hours away. That's kind of how my love affair with the Mavericks started. They were the local team on the military base where I started, but I didn't actually live in Dallas to where I could consume Maverick content on locally until 2008. So... When I first moved here, you know, I'm a Mavs fan. I love sports, so I listen to sports radio. And Ben and Skin, Skin was, I'll, I'll be honest, y'all, Skin is the only person that gave a damn about the Mavericks. He was the only person you knew, A, cared about the Mavericks, actually watched the Mavericks every night, not just as his job, and then actually watched other NBA. Like, you would hear local media, you know, Jazz, you can speak to this, correct me if I'm wrong, if you look at local sports radio, it's 70, I'd say 75% Cowboys, 10% mm-hmm. Mavericks, 10% uh, Rangers, 5% Stars. Like that's stars, not, yeah. That's how they cover the teams. And I don't, I fucking hate the Cowboys, so I don't want to hear about the Same. Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, Same. like I want to hear about the basketball team that I, that's my favorite team in sports. And the kicker is like the, the Mavericks were objectively like we were good like we just made the finals we're still winning 50 games Dirk is in my opinion better than any cowboy at the time it's like they never would talk about it but fucking Jeff Skin Wade always did he was and he was he was a fan he spoke as a fan and he wasn't always positive when the Mavs would fuck up he would he would acknowledge it so he was my guy like I love Jeff Skin Wade like I shit you not, he was probably, I viewed him as the only local voice of a knowledgeable basketball fan from 2008 until I jumped on Twitter two years ago. And (laughs) that's the thing, like, I'm going to be honest, like, I I never joined Twitter until two years ago. To keep it real with y'all, I got on Twitter to follow the Lions, because I live in Dallas, there's no... Detroit Lions fans outside my family. So I got on Twitter to interact with them. And then Mass Twitter, I, shit, I've only been a Mass Twitter for, I guess, a year, year and a half, I guess. Um, yeah, like I haven't been here that long. So when I, I'm following Jeff Skinway, that's one of the first people I'm going to follow. And it's just, I'm, I'm going to keep it real with y'all. The reason I hate, I probably disliked him for a reason different than like SJ because it hits different when you feel betrayed because it's like, hey, bro, I remember when you didn't work for the team. I remember when you didn't take a check. You didn't say stuff like this before you started working for them. 
Like the tone was different. It felt, it feels different. It feels like you shilling for the team. And like, bro, you a regular fan. Like he went to games when we were trash. He's old. He's, right. he's older than I am. And he speaks to that. And it's like, dog, I know you a fan for real. So for when you to, it's not just defending the team because I, I get it. Like SJ, this isn't a job, but let's say we start making money from this. If someone starts shitting on you, I'm probably going to defend the you. You're, you're the homie. I don't give a damn right, wrong, or indifferent. If someone says you suck, I'm going to defend you publicly. But, like, dog, you don't have to. So, like, he he's admitted Donnie Nelson is his man. Like, that's, that's not just the GM of the team he used to work for of his favorite team. That's actually he has a personal relationship with him. So I'm trying to understand his perspective on it. But at the same time, I'm not going to lie to y'all. Like, I feel like Buddy kind of betrayed the fans to an extent with his sticking up for them through no matter what. But at mm-hmm. the same time, after listening to recent Bips pod, I'm, I'm kind of conflicted. I, I ain't going to lie. I, I took, I stopped muting him. I, I follow him again because I'm like, damn. On one hand, once he explained himself, like I said, using the SJ analogy, yeah, I probably would take that shit personal too. Like, oh, you ain't gonna talk about my homie like that, uh, no matter what. And also, yeah, think about it. We all love the Mavs. If someone like starts paying us, and Mark Cuban, and that's the other thing. I think Cuban's a very nice person in person. Everyone I've ever heard that has met him, like enjoys him. I haven't heard any horror stories. So that's the other thing, like. That dude talks to Cuban. So when we pack him up, it's the same thing as the SJ analogy. Like, he knows him for real. He knows Donnie Nelson for real. So I think it's color to his perspective. And as angry as I can get about it, I have to, I guess I just kind of got to accept it and understand, like, he's too close to the situation to be objective instead of being feeling personally attacked or personally betrayed as the, as Jeff Skin Wade being the voice of the fan. And then the other thing is we have to acknowledge, like, man, he didn't have to do that with Bibbs and Reese, like, at all. Sure. Like, him him giving, him lend, lending himself to that platform can literally change their lives. And however I feel like, this is still fucking basketball here, right? No matter how he betrayed me as a basketball fan, he did something that I'm sure he knows can change their lives or add, you know, value to their platform. So at the end of the day, as a man, I I, I got to salute the guy because he didn't have to do that. Like he didn't have to do any of that whatsoever. So I just, I wanted to get that off my chest because I, I don't, that's the, I guess my statement isn't my take, if you will, isn't like black and white. It's a nuanced conversation because mm-hmm. of, but I do think my bigger takeaway is <sighs> I, I I made me realize because I'm like blocked by so many big Mavs accounts because like, <laughs> like I because I don't think I'm like a combative person I don't think I argue and I never get personal because like you know my life is good like I'm not attacking you personally over no fucking basketball team but I'm blocked a lot like uh jazz i remember messing with you i seen you arguing with people about real life stuff and i couldn't see the tweet because that person has me blocked and you was cussing them the fuck <laughs> out and i'm just like why am i blocked like what did i say to these people that where they were like i'm blocking him 
And I realize I have to change because I come off as a know-it-all, especially if I think I'm right and I've like done my research to prove my point. And I realize that comes off as dismissive. SJ, you said something a couple weeks ago and I've really, before I respond to a tweet, like you can't ask people if they watch the games, even if you know they didn't watch yeah. them. Because that shit's so dismissive. It, it is. And I, I, what Skin, I think, is a bigger point, whether you like him, love him, or hate him, was like, dog, we got to talk to each other better online. And that's kind of my biggest takeaway from all of it. And that's kind of something I'm going to approach this because me and Reese have, I mean, me and Bibbs have similar personalities, like in work and life. I'm usually the person, I'm always the reserve person that people go to to settle disputes. So I act crazy about my sports teams. That's how I vent. And I realize I can't do that. Like I can't, it's not, not to get metaphysical, but the energy you put out into the universe, even online is what you get back. And I, shit, them people probably deserve to block me because I probably told them they was sucking the team's dick. So I have to, I have to get better with that and being dismissive, but that's my little rant. Um, shout out to Skin for doing that podcast, and shout out to our brothers Recent Bibs. Uh, seeing them glow up has been great. I think this is just another step in a in a process, and it's been dope to watch. But that's my take. You guys may feel different. I want it to get. I actually, I want. I don't want this to be my rant, and then it ends because I actually want y'all's opinion. Because SJ, you don't know. You know nothing about Radio Man. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah. You've never heard him give in. You don't have the experience that I have. I so I, I actually want your opinion as someone that has probably just interacted with him on the timeline. Okay, so I'm gonna go in a different direction. Um, first of all, <laughs> I'm gonna just preface it by saying that I mean, first of all, shout out to um, you know, Bibbs and Reese, they're doing great work. It's the outsiders yeah. pod. Listen to the recent episode, they're great. So shout out to them for that. However, I, okay, I want to talk a little bit about fandom culture. And yes. when I Ugh. say this, as a, I, full disclosure, I've done actual research on fandom culture. I'm a, I'm a researcher. So I've done qualitative research on fandom culture. And I don't think Mav, I don't think Skin or a lot of people in Mav's Twitter get fandom culture. So first of all, the fan experience is different for everyone. It's different. Right. And there's a there's a level of kind of centrism in Mavs Twitter that I don't understand because they think certain things are unique to Mavs Twitter. And I will tell you, I promise you, it's not. It's so not. like, exactly. So this, this thing about people thinking that, especially skin thinking that Mavs Twitter is like overly negative or pessimistic that's not unique to Mavs Twitter I promise you I promise you it's not like no. I I was in another fandom before this I won't get into all the details but they were 10 <laughs> times worse <laughs> 10 times worse than this like Mavs Twitter is pretty mild compared to what I was in so like it's not it's not something that only um, Mavs fans do that's one and two another thing is like like what you were saying, like infighting, like, and, you know, getting into it with other Mavs fans. That's another thing that's not <laughs> unique to Mavs Twitter. Like, it's all rooted from a place of passion at the end of the day. Like, if you're talking about passion, like the line between like love and hate 
is very thin. Like, so as much as like, if the team, like that Denver game, we scored 75 points and I'm calling everybody on the team trash. <laughs> like, I'm yeah. calling them trash. And like, obviously, like, I'm just being dramatic about it. Like, obviously, if I'm spending so much time and investing so much time into the team, obviously, I don't hate them. It's just that I'm just being dramatic. It's coming from a place of passion. So I just felt, I just like hearing him speak about how you know, people on mass Twitter needs therapy and all that. That rubs me the wrong way just because yeah. it, to me, comes from a place of condescension. Like, yeah, this it's... is not, yeah, it's not something that's just unique to Matt's Twitter. This is like, even if you just stick within the NBA Twitter fan base, I follow so many, like, other fans of other teams. Like, I have, I, I, I don't just follow Mavs fans. I'm like, I follow a lot of Lakers fans, Suns fans. I follow a lot of Nuggets fans, all that. They act, they kind of act, they act the same way. It's the same thing. So yeah. acting like this is something that just maps Twitter, like they, we just do and like we need therapy and all that. I, that rubs me the wrong way because it's not, this is, um, this is just the crux of fandom culture. And it kind of stems from like the original kind of thinking of fandom. Like it comes mm-hmm. from a point of, people thinking that or the perspective of outsiders they think think that fans are like crazy or like you know mentally ill and fan you know, stuff is like for, that. for a fanatic objective exactly. exactly. literally yeah yeah so that was like the early thinking of it especially back in the um back in the day sorry i'm giving a little history lesson but back in the days for um the beatles that that was where it like like the fandom thing kind of stems from people being crazy it was like Beatles yeah. fans, all, the, all the girls so like the 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 kind of perspective that others have of fans kind of has changed over the last you know decade or so um but people I just don't like the um condescending viewpoint because at the end of the day we're all the same like I know you get a paycheck from the Mavs and it's a, a little different on you know his side because he's doing that as a job and like you said he's gonna regardless of whatever he maybe thinks deep down he's gonna defend the Mavs you know from anything and that's cool but at the end of the day not everyone has to operate like you do to be seen as a true fan like I'm going to criticize the Mavs because I feel like me investing all my time into them I have the right to do that however if if like Suns fans, if they're trying to get their takes off on the Mavs, I'm going to defend the Mavs again. Even if I low-key agree with what they're saying, I'm going to defend my Mavs against them because that's my team. I feel like I'm the only person, or not just me, but like I feel like me being a fan, I can say something about them, but you can't as an outsider. To me, I'm being a fan just like that. You know what I'm saying? If you feel like you want to you know, defend the Mavs through anything. You don't want to criticize them about anything. That's fine. That's your prerogative. Go ahead. But if someone's critiquing the Mavs, even if you feel like they're critiquing them all the time and they don't find any positives, at the end of the day, as long as they're investing time, money, energy, that's their prerogative as well. I just feel like this. there's no true definition or true criteria for being a real fan. So all that just has to stop like yeah. um both like yeah. that just has to stop so um that's that's just my take no no i think you're 100% right it may be i don't know like i said maybe i heard it differently the reason why i followed skin again but i'll never follow chuck cooperstein again 
under any certain, and that hurts because when I was in college, literally the only way I could listen to the Mavs was through Chuck, like Chuck was my guy. And then I yeah. followed him on Twitter. It's like, oh yeah, old, old man, you, wow. So <laughs> it's because the thing Skin didn't do, because you're right, I do get, the, I agree with you when you say the way fans should behave comes off as condescending. Dog, Chuck Hoverstein literally pays his bills and feeds his family and has got some nepotism off because of the interest of the fans in the Dallas Mavericks and then had the nerve to tell us we should be grateful. And it's like, fam, we pay money for this shit. And I'll yeah. say, say whatever you want about Mark Cuban. He acknowledges that. He said it. When people don't say anything about the Mavs, that's when I'm worried. If you're passionate, bad or ugly, hell, you're probably paying, you're probably buying, uh, you're paying to go to the games, you're you're buying merch. So I'm, even Mark Cuban acknowledges, even if you're negative, as long as you care, that's a value. Chuck didn't do that. And I, in my opinion, I didn't think Skin did that, but I do think, you know, Skin's a 50 year old man. I don't think he's in Twitter. The, the main, he works for the Mavericks. He doesn't work for, the Cowboys or any other sports team. So I think he probably only all he knows of Twitter toxic quote unquote fan bases is the Mavs. I mean, I'm copping please for him and I really don't like this, but uh, please jazz. I think you feel similar as SJ, but I, I, I want to hear your take as well. Yeah. I'm kind of on the same page as SJ because um, number one, you don't gatekeep fandom. Um, yes. I feel like, that however people choose to either celebrate a team or critique a team, that is their prerogative. Um, and as a member of you know, the Mavs media or whatever, you are actually employed by the Dallas Mavericks. It's, it's very, it's, it's weird of you to come out and say, oh, y'all need to be grateful. You know, you shouldn't be so toxic. Go outside, touch grass, seek therapy. I, I don't know what's wrong with y'all. I don't know why you're so unhappy with this team. Like, don't do that. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. it's very patronizing. And um, it, it just, it, it just rubbed me the wrong way. Um, you know, I was listening to the pod and he was talking, you know, and it was interesting to hear about, you know, his history with the Mavericks and like how he personally knows, you know, or he looked up to Derek Parker. Now he works with them every day. That's like his BFF. Like, okay, that's all, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. Um, but I just, I really don't like Mavs media people telling the fans how to enjoy the team. Um, it, it really bothers me because it's, it's like those critiques where it's like, oh, well, if you don't like this team, then just leave. Like, to me, it's like the thing, oh, you criticize capitalism, but you have an iPhone. Like, ooh, it's, it, don't do that. It, yeah. It's, it's, it's to it's a stupid argument um and i feel like as we are consumers of a product we have every right to critique the product if the quality of the product is not good we have rights as fans and as consumers to say hey we're tired of the same shitty team you've rolled out for the past three seasons in a row can we get something different right. and for them to say oh you know what you have luca just be happy okay and what happens when luca shoots us out of games and when he's dribbling the air out of the ball and then he passes the ball, you know, four seconds into the shot clock. Like, come yeah. on, you know, it's, it's, it's just, it's really frustrating. And, um, you know, I see his perspective naturally, you know, you're going to defend your employer, you know, if, you know, to go from a fan to now working for this, this company, this organization, I, you know, I can't even imagine how awesome that is, but 
Um, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't really like the whole gatekeeping of, you know, the fandom because it's bad enough. You have a bunch of losers on Twitter telling you like, oh, you can't be negative about this team. Oh, who was saying this team isn't fun to watch? Oh, you guys are just so negative. And it's like, we have every right to critique this team. We have every right to. Um, It's just like, as Shay said, it's just very disingenuous. Um, It's condescending. And, um, you know, I I would have preferred more like maybe insider stuff, like how the Mavs organization works and things like that, rather than just, you know, fussing at a bunch of millennials for how they choose to enjoy, you know, Mavericks games. It it, it was, yeah, it's like, okay, just, just focus, focus on your puff pieces and things like that. Don't, don't critique us. Yeah, that, 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 and that's, that is one thing that it, it does because obviously, hell, I, I follow other teams. Like I have other teams I'm a fan of. The Mavs are number one, but I follow other teams and other sports. And I've never seen an opposing team's media attack the fans in any any sport. It's okay. just, this is that is a unique to the Dallas Mavericks media, and that's where I think just you know maybe because I'm. I don't know, this is just my personality where I always try to see other people's perspective because like, mm-hmm. like, why are y'all defense so goddamn defensive of the team when other team, they just don't say the stuff y'all say. They don't say shit. They just leave it alone. But y'all come put on the capes for the front office and for the organization. Teams that are better than Dallas, you know, teams that right. objectively have more success, you know, they, uh, they, they just are so quick to, to defend them, man. I don't know. That's one thing where I think Mark Cuban and his wizardry as being a nice guy that people like, I think, impacts the people that works for him. He has loyalists that mm-hmm. that if you work for him, he's a nice guy. He's I'm, I'm, I'm probably sure he pays well and all that good stuff. So Right. You're uh, set for life if you're good with Cuban. Just yeah. with that Dwight Powell. Like he's been on the team for what eight seasons? Like Jesus Christ. I, I have to admit this. I consider you know, I consider myself a big Maverick fan. I didn't realize he started for six straight years. It like it just <laughs> hit me the other day. Like, dog, he started for six straight years. This is half a decade, over half a decade. <laughs> and guys, I don't think it's going anywhere else. I don't oh, I don't know if he'll re-sign. He is. No, he's he listen. <laughs> manifestation he is going to detroit at the trade deadline for jeremy grant because it's all about manifestation yes. it's all hey, about manifestation hey my dad dog i went i was in michigan for the last week watching basketball with my dad that shit was great but like my dad dude you think i hate i i'll be honest my hate and killing a hate started with my dad because he just thinks it's <laughs> horrible and then we, he was like dude i'll give y'all anything for killing and hayes i just we gotta get him off my team listen killian got his game off last night clutch he clutch did he did clutch he bucket. did he did uh maybe like because it's funny because we watched the uh we watched the last two games together and dorian played okay so he's like dude i come on dorian for killian like we're the actual gms <laughs> he was really trying to make that happen but yeah, I, 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 I want to speak on it. I didn't want to be too negative about it one way or another because yeah. I, however you feel about skin and disagree, I am lending himself to our guy's platform. I appreciate yeah, that. that. Awesome. Yeah, that but, was great. That was great. But at the same time, yeah, he probably, he, 
almost wish like because I know so many people are so negative to him and I wouldn't want to listen to people all day I want him to understand why it's not just that we're mad at the team and we're angry like for me it hit different because it's like bro you didn't I didn't feel like he used to do that stuff like he was our one local person to care about the math so when he started doing it it was like man it, it hit different I don't I still think yeah. even after that pod with Bibbs and Reese he doesn't because Bibbs and Reese don't live here I don't think he understands why we come at him local people come at him so hard just to keep it yeah right. and it's like um one thing that I really took away from it is like I feel like people's um perspectives of Twitter um it's not often reality it's, um, not. <laughs> it's it's not so that was one of the things that you know just kind of rubbed me the wrong way about it is you know putting us all in this mass twitter label and thinking that we're just these toxic negative people who walk around and like kick puppies all day and stuff and it's yeah. like look we just talk our crap on twitter because we can yeah you know it's like that's twitter works like i i don't think oh my goodness i feel well, like no just no, no, just, just old people i'm just gonna keep it real yo I'm not as old as skin by a long shot, but I I don't under oh, here, here you go. Here you go. But no, I was real, gonna be like, wait. Real talk, but like even for me, like I literally was in college when Facebook came into being. Like I remember Facebook becoming a thing and seeing where it's become. So Twitter for me is a little different. Like, I ain't gonna hold you. Even I, I think I'm with it. And I think that's probably, Skin's a 50 year old man. Like, it's probably right. not, he probably doesn't even understand it. Yeah. I mean, all I'm gonna say is that you guys, like, not you guys, but um, if, if you're complaining about Mavs Twitter, you're not surviving on real Twitter. That's, that's, that's where I'll end it in this conversation. <laughs> you're not no. surviving with real Twitter if Mavs Twitter is too much for you. Um, yeah. So yeah, you might you might need to go to Tumblr or something. Or Instagram. <laughs> Maybe Facebook is the best option for you. Oh, yeah, no. for you. No, Facebook but not, not Folks are trying yeah. to fight in real life on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> but um, okay, so we'll get to our national TV and league pass games of the week. And I, I'll just start because I have mine pulled up. So my league pass game for the week, I am going with um a game that's actually well, actually, let me start with my national TV game. I want to see Bulls and Lakers. It's on NBA TV on Monday. Mm. That should be good. Yeah, I want to see how the Lakers do, how the Bulls do, and I don't know if Braun will be back by then. I don't think he will, but um, I'm still intrigued to see how the Lakers respond. Um, granted, I know they play in a little bit against the Spurs, but that should be a win. But I want to see how they do against the Bulls. For my um league pass game of the week, I want to see Wizards um Hornets on Wednesday. The Wizards, they're playing good ball. I kind of got turned off a little bit by by them playing because of what Bradley Beal was doing in in a OT Celtics game. I don't like that, but I want to get back um to see them so yeah those are mine what about you jazz so um one of the games that i'm actually really curious to see is um the magic and the hogs play um i've been catching like a couple of like towards the end of games and watching a lot of highlights from the orlando magic and i don't know all i have to say is i will never forgive the dallas mavericks for just letting jamal mosley go (laughs) the way that they did 
because he has unlocked something in Mo Bamba where Mo Bamba mm-hmm. looks like a completely different player. I mean, and it's to the point where I'm like, hell, I wouldn't even mind having Mo Bamba on this team as a backup big. Um, he, he looks good. He looks really good. Um, so that's one of the games that I'm really, really interested to see also because I want to see how the Hawks, um, if they can kind of dig themselves out of this rut, I feel like the Magic might be a good team to do that with. But um, I don't know. The Magic, they've been playing really well. Um, you know, given a new head coach, you know, rookie, you have Suggs on the team, you know, it's just, it's a totally different team. Um, but yeah, Steve Clifford totally capped out. Um, Mo Bamba should never touch another NBA team ever again. No. Um, another, <laughs> another game I actually want to catch is um, the Trailblazers and the Raptors. Um, mm-hmm. Only because Scotty Barnes, I just, that dude is... I don't know what it what's in the water with this rookie class that came in this year, but between Evan Mobley and you got Scotty Barnes, I mean, like these guys look good. They have good yeah. defensive instincts. They have decent offensive games and like they have, I mean, just good basketball IQ. So I'm yeah. really, really excited to see how they do. And also I'm going to see if, you know, Dragic, if he sits again, because at this point, just give him, give, give him to us. <laughs> yeah, we gonna scoop him soon. Don't worry, we scoop yeah, him. Yeah, they uh they gave him some clock last night, which was I think the first time in like seven days. And he uh, played well. He played yeah, well. He he was solid, which was is good for us because I'll I, I think he's ending up here one way or another. I, I think for sure. I think I I hate to say this, but I almost think like you see how the Bulls and uh the Pelicans are actually about to get popped. They actually, there's going to be some real consequences to that. I think they might even have delayed it to avoid that. Uh, I seriously think it might be that serious. Mm-hmm. So they don't get hit with tampering charges for getting Dragic out of Toronto. Um, oh, wow. That's just, that's purely me speculating. I could be totally off. Don't, don't bet money on it, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess my team, I mean, I, I'll go with the easy one. Um, it's uh warriors nets tuesday that's gonna be a good one yeah like i really want to see that game this tnt game um you know james harden has got his his ref scam is back on so he started to get calls (laughs) again and um the warriors are balling man and katie katie and i think katie and steph are the two best players in basketball and honestly it probably was true last year Maybe Giannis, you know, I feel like Giannis hit another level in the playoffs, but for the whole season, uh, those those two are, they're just machines. You're not beating yeah. them. So it's unreal. <laughs> I, I just really want to see how that game plays out because I think both teams are gonna, going to bring it. Uh, I don't I don't believe in statement games um, like early in the season, but if we're going to get one, I think that's going to be one. Yeah, that's fair. But um, yeah, is that it? I think or, that's. I think that's yeah. it. Um, you got anybody? Any anything? Anyone else want to touch on? No, sir. Okay, awesome. So, guys, I appreciate everybody listening. We're gonna wrap up another episode. Okay. Um, I'm the vet in the group. It's Dwight at five one seven two two one four. We got SJ at SJ Basketball Eight in our steam and humble, illustrious guest, Young Jazz. All right, Young Jazz, um, you know, we kind of 
pull y'all behind the scenes. We just jumped into this when we recorded the pod earlier. So we, you know, we just started asking our girl Jazz questions. We didn't get to know her. We didn't get to find out anything about her. So young Jazz, tell me, how long you been a fan of the Mavs? How did you get involved with this uh, organization as we see fit? So, um, um, believe it or not, I actually became a Mavericks fan back in 2008 um, mm-hmm. when they won the ring in 2011. I was on a senior trip in New York City, so I got to see the Mavericks beat the Heat in Times Square. It oh, was, no, no. <laughs> it, was it was it was pretty incredible um it was awesome because you know we were just like a bunch of 18 year olds from like Ennis Texas just walking around being like yeah Dirk's the greatest like, Dirk's <laughs> awesome. And, like all these people in New York are just like shut up like yeah. we're trying to we're trying to walk to work that's um, awesome so it was like ever since then, you know, even for the struggle years, you know, towards the end of Dirk's career, whenever they were just wasting his years and everything like that, I still, I stuck beside them. Although, um, you know, I'm a football fan as well. So I kind of, I kind of put the Mavericks on the back burner oh, and uh, primarily focused <laughs> on football. And do I, I know you hate. Oh my gosh. Patriots, oh my gosh. All yeah. I'm going to say is that Mark Cuban could learn a couple of things about how to run an organization from Robert Kraft because they never overpay anyone. If you've worn out your welcome, they let you go and they are okay with critiquing everyone. I'm just saying. I love you to death, (laughs) but there's few betrayals I've had on Twitter is learning that you, you, and I don't want to get into the political reasons why but that you were a Patriots fan it I, I shit you not when I made that tweet I meant that like wait you oh my gosh anyway please <laughs> no, it, continue. it feels please it continue. feels anti-black trust me <laughs> it feels anti-black to be a Patriots fan um but it's like I, I remember just playing Madden as a kid and like I just love the Patriots and it's just like after that I just I've always just been a Patriots fan and um yeah, like I, I really like, I, I just really want the, the Mavericks to run their organization a little more like, I don't know, an NFL organization. I don't know if, if maybe that's a little extreme, right. but um, I just, I, I really, one thing that I can appreciate, even with the Patriots winning so many, you know, championships and things like that, um, their national media guys are always critiquing the coaches, always yeah. critiquing the players. Um, so it's just like, to see how a winning organization operates and then to be a, a fan of the Mavericks, it is the most torturous yeah. and um, <laughs> one of the most miserable things, but I wouldn't trade it for anything. Um, I'm not quite on Optimus Bibbs level, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> I do love the Mavericks. Um, I've been to a couple of games. Uh, I believe me, my girlfriend actually going to the Warriors game that's gonna be in January. So we'll get to watch that ass whooping in, in, um, in, in person. But um, yeah, been a Mavs fan for, damn, I guess 10 years now. No longer than that, 20 years. Jesus Christ, I feel old. Oh, um, you, you feel old. Oh, boy. Like, side note, it's, it's funny talking about age. So, like, I'm in my late 30s. So I'm of the age to where I vividly remember, like, when the Mavs won their first playoff game. Like, in the dark air, when Calvin Booth got the putback, that's, that's like, yesterday to me. And, like, it made me realize, SJ and you were, like, children. 
like younger than my sons right now when that took place, that truly made me appreciate how old I am in comparison to you guys. It really hit me home with that. Man, I'm getting up there, I'm getting up there. <laughs> but um, cool, I, I, I just wanted to get the, so, cause it, me and you, we've talked just through different stuff, following you on the timeline. I feel I know you so well, but I just wanted you to introduce yourself to people on the pod as you gave your two cents and your takes on the pod. So uh, Jazz, thank you for your time and thank you. Yeah, thank you guys so much. All right, peace.